Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We're here every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. This week, I'm joined by the two-time Fantasy Gaming League champion and the one-time Fantasy Game... Fantasy... No, what is it? Game, Dimp Digital Gaming Quiz winner and current champion... Yep. It's the main man himself. It's Hall. Hello. The streaming master, they call him. Sick running the channel here. by himself. We're taking a break for today. I've handed over the reins. Wow. Ready to uh, ready to talk bollocks for a bit, but yes. to a person rather than just to myself. Yes. That, good that, times. That does help. Um, for those that haven't seen our Twitch channel, we sometimes stream IGC live on that, and this is one of those occasions. But outside of that, if we do like hours streamed across the, the portfolio and across the team members, I think Hall's done about 95% of it since, <laughs> since just the start of this year. It's not to even take into account last year's efforts. So you are the hero streamer. Well, I, I said as soon as I got a PC, I wanted to start streaming a bit more regularly. And now I'm just like, well, if I'm playing, I might as well stream. Like I talk to myself anyway when I'm playing, when, I, when I'm not even live on stream. So I might as well just fucking at least make it pretend like I'm talking to someone yes. rather than just randomly talking to myself. So. That's it. Because one thing that was difficult when I was, <clears throat> when I was doing the old streaming last few times um, was trying to do it off a console. And obviously you didn't have a PC up until, not recently, but in the last year or so. And yeah. it, it's, it's unbelievable how much easier it is just to do it on a on a PC. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing, it, like, it is a ball ache on console. There's no two ways about it. But the biggest factor is just how shit the quality is in comparison to once you're streaming on PC. Yeah. Like, especially if you want to do any, like, I mean, we've started getting a little bit more fancy with it, with, like, the overlays and, uh, and webcams and stuff. But you just can't. Well, yeah, you just can't do anything of that on a console, no. and it's that which you can do, like the webcam, for example, if you've got your Connect plugged in or what, whatever, the PlayStation equivalent, the PlayStation Eye or whatever it is. It just looks so shit. Camera, just yeah. the quality of it, the quality of it is just terrible, and the stream quality, you can never. Doesn't seem to matter how good your internet is or how high your bitrate is. It's never, never good enough. So, yeah, it's nice to be uh, properly set up and uh, and getting underway. Now I'm a full master race convertee. Yeah, it's. Um, I was trying to do. Some, I was running some tests earlier on in the year to see whether the PS5 had like improved the streaming capability <laughs> or the Xbox, and it's still and? no, still no good. <laughs> like, and I thought it was my internet because I was having issues with the internet. They seem to have been fixed, and I haven't got the speediest internet in the world. And I thought, you know what? I'll just run a stream through the PC, and if it's still a grainy mess, then I know it's the it's the internet or the bandwidth yeah. I've got here. No crystal clear. This those. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking... straight away. Nope. Nothing wrong with it. It's just those consoles yeah. that cannot do it. They're not cut out for that. Um, no. Big show today. We're doing our Game of the Year awards for 2020, and you might be going, "Well, it's a bit late for that." And I go, "Well, I, I, I tend to agree, but <laughs> <It's not> wrong, <laughs> but it does give people a chance to play things that they might have 
not played. I know there's definitely one game on here that may may not have made the cut if we'd done it in December. Um, so I like to give people a chance to play some of the older games from from the previous year. Uh, they might not have got round to because we're not always getting stuff on day one and, and pumping yeah. money into that way. So we always do it a little bit later. Uh, after Easter seems to be a good spot to, to drop it in and we're a week and a bit removed from that. Before we get into the show, you can support us two ways. Twitch.tv slash DimpDigital. You can subscribe and Hall will give you a, a shout out during the stream, no doubt. Um, free if you've got Amazon Prime, don't forget. Yeah, if you've got Amazon Prime, it's a freebie for you. So all it is is just effort. Um, no excuse. Unlock a set of five stunning emotes featuring our good there selves, all custom yep. made. So that's one way of doing it. Or patreon.com forward slash idle game chat. Uh, no rewards on there. So, you know. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. If, if actually there was ever enough people, I still probably wouldn't do it. But <laughs> in case there Straight is, in. we could do but it. You never know. So we're going to rattle through. We've got basically we've got six games here. One of them is the overall winner, but we're going to chat about the top six. Um, and we'll probably break it up in the middle with some personal picks, just some some chat itself. We're going to run through it in date order, and um, we'll just have a little chat about each of the games and then reveal the winner at the end. So let's crack on. Doom Eternal's the first one up. I'm yeah. looking at this. I'm looking at this list. There's two surprises <laughs> that people might think. One certainly a big surprise. But I'm not necessarily think people think that Doom Eternal is a surprise, but I think for our group it was a surprise. I wasn't expecting to see this on here, and yet through the system we've we've calculated it, it's it's managed to get through, and it seems to be thought of quite highly. I personally played it and, and very much enjoyed my time with Doom Eternal. Yeah, I played a bit. Um, so I played a bit on on Xbox last year must have been just after it came out mm. and then i have since played a bit on pc mm. as well because it is a different uh, beast. Um, yeah exactly completely different game but and without wishing to get into sort of the detail too quickly it's obviously been available on game pass yeah which yeah uh, i mean I've, I've sung the praises of game pass before now um on previous podcasts but yeah it really makes this so accessible for for a lot, uh, a much wider audience than it would have done before. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's frenetic. Yeah. It is a it is a busy, bustling game, and I love that about it. I love I love the art style. I love the way that it looks. I love the way that it played. I love the speed of it. It was um. I mean, much like the first one, you yeah. know. If it's yeah. not broke, don't fix it. So, yeah, I've got a lot of time for Doom Eternal. Yeah, it's it's eye blisteringly quick even on the consoles i played it on xbox one x um and i think they're doing a patch for the series x soon and whatnot mm-hmm. but it was it was rock solid performance on there for absolutely frantic and yeah 2016 doom kind of rebirthed the franchise because i'm not being funny like before that everyone i was a little bit like doom's a bit shit now isn't it it's a bit dumb, isn't it? Yeah, it's gone exactly. A bit, like respect to what it did back in the day, but the more modern takes on it hadn't really set the world. I've always struggled a little bit. Yeah, Doom comes along in 2016, kind of blows it out of the water, and then they follow up with this. What I thought was a very, very good sequel. And I think yeah. that's that's where it's getting a lot of praise from. Is that it, it, they put a great foundation down with the first one, but expanded on things here, made a few changes, made it. There's a lot of different combat techniques that you have to employ. It's a very tough game as well. 
not easy, particularly in those later levels. You have to employ all the different strategies that it teaches you, whether yeah. that's balancing your armor and your health and your ammo, and that's using different kind of abilities or, or weapons that you've got. And you've got to make sure that you attack enemies in a variety of way to keep all those different resources topped up. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't kind of the, just the generic, like you say, find a find a uh, overpowered weapon and plow through. It just mm. didn't allow you to do that, especially when you started to get to the harder difficulties, yeah. like the ultra nightmares, which were just obviously an absolute <laughs> horror show. But um, yeah, it, it it did enough to keep it fresh. And I haven't played either of the DLCs, uh, no. the, you know, the Ancient Gods Part One and Part Two. But um, from what I've heard of them as well, they were. Ex- exceedingly well received as well so yeah yeah fair play to them they did they've done enough like you say to reboot the franchise with the first one and then continue on the good work they did with that um was was a tall order but they've done it well yeah just touched on the ancient gods i went to play that the other day Mm. um and because it's on game pass i was expecting the dlc to be included and it wasn't and i was heartbroken it was tatters tatters um i was i was shocked by it. and that's a bit of a that's a bit of a strange thing with game passes because the outer worlds or the mm-hmm. outer world i can't remember if it's worlds or worlds um that includes all the dlc all the dlc they've released has come to game pass day and date so yeah. i thought well microsoft purchased yeah, bethesda this is going to be a banker yeah it's not there and i can't quite bring <laughs> myself to put some money down for it but, i think it'll come yeah i do think that it'll arrive it's probably just that they've given people a chance to to purchase at release i guess but yeah. i just I, i'm with you if i've got the i'm not going to buy the dlc when i don't own the game yeah it, it just feels like a bit of an odd way of doing things but like i say i mean they've got to make money out of it somewhere and being having it on game pass from i don't think it was their day one i want to no, say maybe because well, they, they didn't purchase bethesda at the time no released, yeah so of course they hadn't yeah it came a bit so, later yeah but then uh, and ridiculously doom is not on Game Pass. <laughs> yes. Doom Eternal is, but Doom is not, uh-huh. which is annoying because I wanted to play for them both on PC before... Yeah. Well, I wanted to play for the first one on PC before I came to the second one. Yeah. But because I know that it's there lurking on uh, Game Pass, I ain't buying the first one. No, yeah. So. Same with Evil Within 2. That's not on there as well. That's one of the Bethesda game that hasn't arrived to Game Pass. Strange. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'm sure they will. They must just be holding out for whatever reason i mean obviously we're not part of the the bethesda uh marketing team but um yet anyway not yet the amalgamation pete himes will be knocking on our door saying can you do some influencer stuff excuse us lads but yeah um (laughs) one thing actually that doesn't really get mentioned too much especially with shooters and doom itself was the the story and really the law they put into eternal i really enjoyed going through this story and picking up all the different collectibles and reading about the world and i got a much more because i played the old games when i was younger but not you know you don't really understand anything that's going on and to be fair they'll be the first to admit that narrative really wasn't a wasn't the priority it wasn't a thing yeah uh, it, well, i mean it wasn't it wasn't just specific to doom games no, you know of, no, that, no. of the time that wasn't uh you know it was gameplay first wasn't it they were yeah. focusing so much on that because they were limited in what they could do in terms of memory and in terms of capacity. So yeah, yeah, it's um, it's funny, like thinking about how far it's come on from that. But yeah, like you say, this one, uh, seemingly, I mean, I, yeah, I haven't finished playing through it, so I don't want, don't, don't spoil too much for me. Well. But like I say, yeah, it was, uh, it's got a lot more to it. They've they've made a lot more of an effort to 
to bring a lot more into it and I've got time for that yeah and what's great as well is they've got this little hub spaceship that you go back to like in between missions and you can unlock old school collectibles from the old Doom games in there you can unlock the soundtracks from the old games you can unlock weapon models and things like that and it's a nice homage to the old the older games whilst you know keeping the, the game still, still modern and being able to jump into the action whenever you want but I quite liked that that bit of a celebration of of the Doom franchise in that little ship where you could you could run around and find all different secrets and whatnot. So it's a it's a great shooter. I'm I'm not a particular multiplayer kind of guy in in honesty. And you may hear that several times throughout this this chat. But yeah. this was a great single player campaign where it has multiplayer, but the focus was the campaign. It was such a meaty, good experience and built on everything that was good about 2016. Tweaked it enough, made it feel fresh and really great combat which is uh which is the main thing you want out of a shooter yeah a lot of good to say about it absolutely that's why it's on our bloody list see we do know what we're talking about sometimes yeah this is it you might not agree you might not agree but but it's tough shit this is what we want this is correct um next game same release day which (laughs) and you can't really get uh you know a bigger departure from doom eternal than although Ironically, they did a. Uh, there was an April Fool's joke, wasn't there? That there was going to be this game and Doom Eternal in a crossover. Yeah. And everyone got all excited because they could see their little person wearing the Doom, the Doom gear, etc. I was right? one of those people, and unfortunately, it, it never materialised. No, unsurprisingly. All, all bollocks again, cooked up. Yeah. April Fools. But <laughs> Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Now, this is. Obviously, at this time, March 20th, it's short. I imagine at this time, wherever you were in the world, you were either in lockdown or going into lockdown very shortly. And Animal Crossing New Horizons comes along, Switch exclusive. I'd not played an Animal Crossing game before playing this, but I'd always liked the idea of it. It has that kind of appeal. I could see Paper enjoying this, and I think he did as well, which is probably one of the reasons why it's on this list. It got quite a few votes in the, in the ballots. But this came at the right time, and... You get to build your own little island, your own little community on on New Horizons. And I just thought it was just a, a great game. Getting addicted to turnip trading. There's a lot of layers oh. to it. There's a, I mean, it's annoying because there's that fucking nook fuck that's just an absolute crook constantly <laughs> pulling your pants down. But Tom Crook. other than Tom Crook... Like it's a great little game, and I can absolutely see why the previous Animal Crossing games, if this is anything to go by, were so popular as well. Yeah, I think there was at least what four or five of us yeah. that were playing this. Yeah. And when I say we were playing it, I mean we were playing it. <laughs> we were we were all in. Yeah. On the, what can only be described as one of the simplest, stupidest games. Like it's. You, like you say, just land on your island, you build, like, you buy your house, yeah. and then you just go around, sort of just... just get a fucking mortgage out. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you just sort of wander about, not really doing much, do you? You just kind of buy... You 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 collect stuff to sell it, to then be able to buy other stuff. Yeah. And that was it. And it's... Like you say, it was definitely helped by the whole stay-at-home orders and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it could It did arrive at a great time. But this game was just so addictive. Yeah. There was something about this game and I don't know what it was that it captured, but it was so addictive and it was yeah. such, such a well done, simple, fun to play 
like pick up and play here and there. And I mean, like you say, we got absolutely addicted to the turnip trade. Yeah. That's when we started getting into the online websites that would have their turnip prices oh, online turnip and everything. Tracker. What was that site we used to go on? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I can't, I can't even remember. It's basically turnips is like the stock market. Yeah. Um, so you buy turnips from this person that comes and visits your Island and then the price of them fluctuates throughout the course of the week. And the idea was to buy buy low and sell high in order to make more money to be able to buy more stuff again and yeah really just took over our lives like well, i'm on turnip exchange now having a little look turnip exchange there you go he's okay. right it's crazy yeah there's a website that was basically dedicated to helping traders find high prices to sell their turnips at or low prices to buy them at and you'd you'd enter a queue in system it's really weird that all these third party sites and trackers popped up just on the back of this one night yeah, yeah literally this one piece of functionality that's in fucking animal crossing yeah and, uh, i mean and the thing, <laughs> the thing with the turnips as well is they absolutely killed the game like yeah. if you if you traded yeah. turnips well, which we did because mm-hmm. we were on all these stupid websites and stuff, like we weren't buying these in small small no. portions. No, no, no. We we would spend like it's remortgage the house, yeah. sell, buy every turnip you can, yeah. and then make multiple trips to someone else's island to sell them at a high price. Yeah. And it would allow you to complete the game a hundred times quicker than oh, you would yeah. have done if they weren't there. Yeah. Like there's no two ways about it. Um, it makes you but, wonder if they knew that would happen. Or if they just didn't think of it, or if oh. they was like, actually, this is part of the appeal. We're just going to see what well, the community I mean, people, people were obviously skipping their game forward by changing the date on the yep. DS, and, uh, on their Switch, rather. So it's like, it, it got a bit out of hand, I think. I don't, I shouldn't imagine they thought it would go quite to the extent that it did. But they've done an awful lot to keep it fresh again with, like, the various seasonal events and stuff like that. It yep. was... Um, yeah, it's just a it's just a good, fun game. It wasn't without its flaws. I'm not going to say it was the perfect <clears> game, because... Like, for example, um, my wife plays the Switch, and she got into it, and she couldn't create her own island. She had to live on the same island as me. So and She already lives in the same house as you, so she don't want to be there. Yeah, that was enough world. for anyone. Yeah. But the thing was, it just meant that she had quite a large foot up. Like, she didn't get the initialing, like, the very early game um, sort of stuff that I did. She didn't have to do that because it was already there for her. Of course, she Which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine, but it was it, it's just kind of you want your own space, like you want to discover stuff for the first time on your own, don't you? Yeah. Like it meant that my museum with all my bugs and fish and stuff was already half foot filled up, so she rarely found anything new, and it kind of took the, that little edge off of it that I perhaps had when I was first playing through. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Bit. I had the same problem as well. Um, mm. The the missus here, she she didn't care for that too much. She's she's quite happy just to ride off my coat trouble is she went into turnip trading so i was financing both of us so i had to make three lots <laughs> yeah, of that will happen. it wasn't it wasn't ideal but no. over yeah i mean certainly not about its problems some of the mechanics are a bit long in the tooth and and whatnot but overall come at a good time but i think even without what had happened with the pandemic and the, the stay-at-home orders this still would have been a very 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 popular game Right. Yeah, yeah. The switch, is, still, the switch is content is, can get dry at times, and that that tends to. I think help. it's really arrived at at the prime time for the Nintendo Switch. Like yeah. it had Breath of the Wild, then Odyssey, yeah, and it was starting to get to that stage where they needed that next big blockbuster hit yeah. to to come in, and this did this filled that that void um, yeah. well. So yeah, I I mean fair play to nintendo it was it was like i say it was a it was a well-timed release yeah i'm just looking at my phone because my 
my still my most engaged upon tweet of all times was me and i tweeted beforehand saying i'm gonna do this as a test yes and then the next tweet was just oh they're selling turnips or they're buying turnips on my island for like fucking 700 coins or whatever it was yeah yeah and the amount of replies that i got and i literally just tweeted it and like bearing in mind i don't have a lot of followers like 90 or 100 followers or whatever yeah i reckon i got 70 or 80 replies and probably the same amount of dms of people going can i come and sell my turnips on your island and it was a lie yeah so like people were fucking livid obviously but yeah it was just like yeah it just it, the game was just fucking crazy it just took nice. over it's mad. on that turnip yeah. exchange you could like pay to get on you'd, the people, oh, people would put up entrance fees yeah like yeah. Oh, I, want, I want fucking rare plants or rare bugs or whatever and people would set up their island so that you couldn't progress unless you <laughs> gave you them up up. yeah they'd put gates in and stuff yeah. wouldn't they yeah. you in they'd get everyone arrive and then if if one person didn't pay that was it it was tough shit oh you off go. you all go yeah, bye you've bye. lost out on whatever you had get yeah. to the back of the queue which you've been in for six hours by the way yes it's uh, as much as that's annoying I, I do love it when games just spawn these weird little sub communities quirk, little quirky sub communities fucking barons that are just like taking the fucking <laughs> community yeah. to, to... there's this one guy that's had the time to just fucking traipse through on his switch <laughs> yeah. and like the thing is as well if you're going to the effort of like forwarding time and whatever else you could just get all the stuff. So yeah. there was no reason yeah. for people to, to, to create like this little, these little fucking islands to allow people to visit yeah. other than they just enjoyed the power of letting people come and like being, being needed yeah. by the, the, the rest of the community. It was such a weird dynamic. So strange. Oh dear. And then look, turnips aside that I enjoyed my process of building up my island, getting new villages on, Upgrading yeah, my house, the house. yeah, and Get then eventually unlocking yeah. terraforming, and I got halfway yeah. through fixing. I was gonna write, right, I'm gonna flatten my entire island, and then build up this this fucking palace from the ground up. I took <laughs> took me about four hours to flatten it all, and then I was like, I can't be fucked to fucking build it up from now. So now I've just got this <laughs> flat island that I need to do something with. Build on, yeah. Without the turnips, that was obviously a, that, they were great, but even without that, there's still so much to do. And it was, it was. I a like really the good... slow burn of it as well. Like you'd, you'd have certain things that you could do in one day, and then after that, you're like, oh, actually, I can stop playing because I'll put this down for the day. Yeah, yeah that's it. Which, it. Which I'm is, done. Which I kind of appreciate sometimes because something like Valheim that we're playing, there ain't no stopping that. You could sit there for ten hours and, <laughs> and keep going. Life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I appreciated that. So Animal Crossing New Horizons, great Switch game. If you've not got it, just just grab it. Well worthy of the list, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Next game. This is something that people will query and maybe say this isn't worthy of the list. Got to be one of the biggest shocks ever to appear on this short list. Dimp Digital has put down as a nominee's potential Game of the Year 2020, Valorant. Core! Core indeed. Now, there's going to be people out there that don't even know what Valorant is, Hall. Um, you're a great player of it. I've played it. Paper's played it. Sir Dave's played it. It's. It, I don't think it necessarily got traction as soon as it came out in June. But no. towards the back end of the year, and certainly into this year as well, it's really picked up some popularity within our in our sort of online community ranks. What's going on? Because you're an experienced multiplayer man now. Why is this? Yeah. Why is this hitting the mark, and perhaps others haven't, and even even rookies like me and Paper are getting involved? So, I think the, I mean, it's so it was a free, it's a free to play shooter, <laughs> free to play hero shooter. So think 
uh, sort of CSGO crossed with Overwatch, I yeah. think is probably the fairest and best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we picked it up. Um, for starters, what I would say is the game runs exceedingly well, even on a very basic system. Yeah, you don't need which a I think fucking... You don't need a powerhouse PC. rig in order to be competitive. And I think that it's similar to CSGO in that essence. But yeah. I think that that really helped it um, gain the traction that it did. Yes. But it's one of those ones that's just, again, I mean, whilst there is a portion of the community, as there is in any l- online multiplayer game, that is exceedingly toxic and uh, <laughs> and can spoil your your uh, your game, like your, your playing time quite immensely... It's um, it was just a fun, fun one to pick up and play. Yeah, it's you know, turn uh, round based, you know, last man standing kind of jobby with a couple of bomb sites to keep you entertained. Yeah, you, me, Dave, and James, yeah, as you say, have played it a reasonable amount. I've played it quite a lot with Dave and with the a uh, couple of the other guys. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I love it. And now I've, I mean, I've got into the esport of it. So the esport for. Uh, Valorant has really picked up over the last year or so as well. That's become absolutely huge. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I can understand why people might say it's an odd one to go on the list, but what I would, my counter argument to that, I suppose, would be yourself and James are self proclaimed, not huge um, online multiplayer, first person shooter type of gamers. No. I think that's fair to say. Neither oh, one yeah. of you has ever really been into your online first-person shooters. Outside of COD, like when COD 4 dropped, there was that whole, oh, we can do this on COD, we could do it. Like, yeah, but that was, consoles. yeah, exactly. That was the first one, wasn't yeah, it? Which no, that, everyone but outside yeah. of that, you're correct. Yeah, that's it's so, going back, what's that, a decade or more? <laughs> and yet this one has absolutely pulled us all in, including the two of you. James has played it quite a bit, just with me, yep. just the pair of us plodding on online. And yeah, it's just, it's just fun. It's just a really fun, entertaining game that, like I say, not needing a powerhouse PC to be competitive makes a big difference, I think. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, they've kept it fresh by releasing new characters. Right. Um, Should you pay for those or are they just included as no, a game up? No, so you have to play the game in order to unlock them. Okay. But you don't, you don't unlock them any quicker by, by like by investing money. No. What I like about Valorant is there is the option to put money in, but it's right. on weapon skins. No yes. no competitive yes. advantage. So those that want to pay money to get the weapon skins can do. And those like myself, I haven't put a single penny into this game. Um, yeah, like exactly, which I like. I like that a lot. Like, and I and that's not that I would object. Like if it came out now and they said, look, we're looking for don- we're looking for donations from people. Yeah. If you like our game, I would absolutely put some money into it. I don't want the weapon skins. And by the way, they're ludicrously overpriced. <laughs> So, like, I mean, take a weapon, a weapon skin pack. If you were looking at five weapons, yeah, like with a fancy skin pack, as I would consider it. I mean, a fancy skin pack for, like, say, five weapons is like ninety quid. <laughs> I mean, where have they got that price point from? <laughs> for fucking skins on weapons, which give you no advantage whatsoever. Yeah, that's. Uh... I mean, that's madness to me. That is absolute madness. <laughs> but, is. but people pay it yeah and you know what fair play to them because if people are happy to like i don't have to so it's not forcing me to do it in order to stay stay relevant but if people want to then they absolutely can yeah and i've got time i I like that i like that model it's much better than like when you look at the call of duties which hide the good guns behind a paywall or make you buy 
the latest add-on in order to get all the bits and pieces or the battle pass or any any of that shit. Yeah, There's none yeah. of that. There's none <laughs> of that involved. It's purely cosmetic. If you want to get a cos like if you want to get something fancy cosmetic wise, it's got the same hitboxes, same everything. So yeah, I've got like I say, I've got time for that. That that's what they've they've chosen to run with. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's just a fun game. It's another good fun game, and I think that's kind of the getting to the stage where that's kind of the the recurring theme across our selections for the whole game of the year list yeah it's and from a rookie's perspective i guess one of the things that was noticeable was i played a lot of overwatch so you know, i'm not a complete scrub if you're going to drop it into that hero kind of shooter area but what i kind of liked about valorant was there's a little bit of auto aim there a little bit of just a, just a smidge just, just to lock enough. on just enough to help me and if you got a headshot you kill them Pretty much, oh, it's, it's, it's yeah. death. And what happens with I found with like Overwatch, what made it difficult with the higher levels of play was you can't really one shot people from from accurate or getting the jump on them. Like they can turn around and still do you yeah. over. And if you're a worse player, you will die ninety nine percent of the time. Whereas in this, even if you're not a better player, if you just positioned yourself better or be yeah, quiet or a bit more stronger, tact- then yeah, yeah, you can still do well. And there wasn't like I don't think me and James disgraced ourselves too many times. We done okay. There's a couple of games where we was absolutely dragging the team down, but we felt like we could be competitive in in something that is a, actually quite a high level competitive game, and we're not really at that skill level in most other games. So I, had quite yeah. a, I felt like I had a decent barrier of entry for complete scrubs. Yeah, and like with the character abilities and bits and pieces, like yeah. you say, you might not necessarily be going out and getting you know three kills every round, but you would provide enough team utility to be worth doing. Like James is auto sort of default in any online multiplayer game is oh, i'll go the healer i'll be yeah, the healer because yeah. james he i think he's first to admit that his aim's probably not quite as sharp as a lot of ours is but then he hasn't played as much as the rest of us have no. but he's happy to bring something to the team which is why he likes playing the healer now there's not really there's one character in in um valorant that that kind of fills that role but the healing is more of like an off ability rather than you know, being the main point of focus for it. And he's found himself at home playing someone else now. Yeah. And it's, he can still provide enough to the team. He's got himself a competitive rank, which is not by any stretch of the imagination. He's not in the bottom ranks, you know, he's, um yeah. And he's, he's still enjoying it, which I like to say goes a long way. Just, it's nice to have a game that he enjoys just even though it's not. It's outside his wheelhouse. In his comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely outside his wheelhouse. Yeah. That's good. Got Sir Dave, who's on producing role. He said, you can technically buy a hero for £10, but you can obviously rush it. And another thing that he's mentioned is that there's no loot box system. So if you are going to pay money, you're not buying a loot box and wondering what you're going to get. If you see a cosmetic that you like, you can you can go off and buy it. No RNG to worry about. Apparently, there is no, no aim assist. So apparently, I'm just good at aiming, it would seem. That's it. So Yeah. Yeah, I think that lack of loot box thing is, is a good point to... Mm. to iterate just that yeah you want something you can buy it yeah but there's no element of luck or anything like that there is in pretty much every other game yeah. nowadays that has microtransactions and loot boxes and stuff yeah and there's no element of luck that this has survived either because we've seen last year we had a crucible that came out from, yep. from amazon that, that fell by the wayside another multiplayer shooter free to play jobby we've seen yep. things like lawbreakers come along and just bomb completely so right yeah. i've done a really good job to get this out and keep it sustainable and keep the player base engaged so yeah it's good yeah absolutely around. absolutely i mean riot 
You know, they know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah. They're not. They're not silly bucks. No, exactly. Like you've got, you only got to look at their history. And League of Legends is obviously stuck around for as long as it has for a reason. Yeah. And um, I mean, other than that, really, this this was kind of their second big big thing that they've done. Yeah. I know they did Legends of Terror and that's that's doing okay. Seemingly, it's not got quite the 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 pull that this has. But yeah, they they know what they're about and. Yeah, it's like you say. There's a reason that it's still here, and that we're, and that people are still talking about it. Yeah, so well worthy of being on on the list for sure, and in some of the top games for 2020, Valorant storms its way onto there. Uh, back to sort of what I'd say normal service for for Dimp here with the next game, June 19th, The Last of Us Part Two, the so, big release of the year. I think it's fair to say. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had it delayed for about six weeks. It was supposed to come out sometime in May, and then it got the game got leaked. <laughs> so yeah. lots of people got spoiled on certain aspects, but other aspects were not there. Finally, we get the game on June nineteenth. Follow up to one of the most critically acclaimed games of all time at this point, 2013's The Last of Us, and this pops out seven years later, and it's got a lot of pressure. It's uh, it's it's one of Sony's last releases on the on the PlayStation 4, along with Ghost of Tsushima. But this is the big one. This is the big dog in the house. And it's like, can Naughty Dog deliver again? Can they really keep this this incredible momentum up? And in my view, The Last of Us Part Two is fucking ace, and it does. It does. Arguably, one of their is it their best release, Naughty uh, Dog? I think so. Arguably so, yeah. Mm. The uh, like you say, it's one of those ones that it had so much hype surrounding it. Yeah. As it was going to, like you say, follow up to probably arguably the most successful game that the PS4 had to offer. It was always going to be hugely hyped and PS3 wasn't uh, it? PS3, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, It was always going to be hugely hyped, and the expectation was there for it. And there's always that worry. There's always that niggly worry in the back of your mind. Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That stuff that gets hyped beyond belief is always going to fall by the wayside. And, I mean, it just didn't, did it? It's just everyone that I I haven't played it. I'll be completely honest. I haven't played it. But everyone that I know that has played it doesn't have a bad word to say about it. No. It's such a... Which is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, who I moaned about something, but yeah, yeah loads, loads of, loads of, you know, plaudits and rightly so go into the narrative of this game because it is just so compelling and so, so great for like a video game as a medium, the way they, the way they structure it, and that's something you just got, you're gonna have to experience yourselves. I'm not gonna, you know, go and delve into the the dark details of why The Last of Us Two is such a, a great story. But one thing that definitely gets overlooked is how, how much better the mechanics are. <laughs> Them from, yeah. from the original and even from Uncharted 4 and, and Lost Legacy like it's a, it's a huge step up just about to go prone like it seems like that's just not an option in most action adventure third person games and having that ability in, in The Last of Us Part 2 really adds to your, your tactical um, awareness and, and options and graphically I mean it's just stunning like it runs rock solid albeit 30 frames per second but as a cinematic experience and a and a graphical treat, this is one of the best that a console's ever produced, and it's really a, it shows the power of 
writing a game to a specific spec and console and getting the absolute most out of it. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. stunning. It's stunning. I think that's a good, that's a, a well, well brought up point there that it was designed for the PS4 and the PS4 only. Yeah. Didn't have to worry about cross console compatibility. Didn't nope. have to worry about, you know, limiting it to be available on the switch or, you know, <laughs> PC, PC players coming in and saying, oh, yeah. oh, you know, we, we should be getting more performance out of it, more than 30 frames per second or whatever else. Yeah. It's, it was designed, it had a very, I mean, don't get me wrong, in the same way that The Last of Us 1 was as well. But, mm. I mean, again, it's the classic, if it's not if it's not broken, don't fix it. And yeah. they added enough in to keep it fresh. Yeah. Everything that I've seen of it makes it look incredible. Yeah. Like, it, the, the even the sound design in it as well, which I think yeah. is overlooked quite frequently, really seemed to build the atmosphere well in those tense moments. It obviously tackled some... Some areas which a lot of games have steered clear of in the in the storyline as well. I know it touched on like transgender characters, and yep. uh, it was one of those ones that a lot of the gaming community can be quite polarizing for bits where we generally have a tendency to have a bit of a reputation for not being very accepting of newness and bits and pieces like that, female lead characters or transgender lead characters. Yeah, and I thought it was a it was a brave decision for them to do it with this, but evidently, I mean. Aside from everything, it was well received on that account as well. That it tackled the, some difficult issues, which it didn't have to because it had the name, it had the uh, yeah, had the substance to back it up without it. So yeah, like the, the, there's definitely subject matter in the narrative that that they didn't have to, to bother with tackling. They did, and they succeeded. And they could have just played this safe. This could have just been yeah. You know, another spin. Follow, yeah, as the the the, progr- the follow on to Last of Us One. Yeah, and, and it's very it. it's very much a a brave decision what they do with the narrative and how they how they change directions and and move the player around. It's it's something that not all most studios wouldn't think of doing, but you know they had a vision in mind that if we're going to do a sequel, it's got to be it's got to follow this structure and be be like this and go in this direction. We, we don't want this just to be a rehash of the Last of Us Part One, which it could have done and, and still been probably equally as successful. Let's be honest, it would have it would have got plaudits regardless. But just the fact that they were brave enough to with one of their biggest franchises to to make these changes and and and, and really goad the audience and, and the fans is I think spectacular and has pulled off in pretty much every aspect. So yeah. Yeah. Nothing I really. mean, it, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I know it had like the, the initial release, there was a little bit of review bombing that came with it on Metacritic, yeah, it's, which, which kind of, they didn't was, basically what happened was they, <clears throat> the leaks come out and mentioned there's a, a transgender character in the game. They all got snarled up in about who the transgender person was, all that stuff. It was all wrong. And yeah. they review bombed it on, on basically on the provision that on, that was on that was rumors correct. and on yeah. like six details that had leaked out. Um, and, and one of the, one of the like big plot points, they, they decided to bomb it on that. Not only were they wrong on that front, like just factually, it was, it was mm. incorrect. Um, they're wrong on their opinions cause it's a great game. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, it didn't. Stop I'd love it. to get review bombed, by the way. Like, just get some traction in Dimp. So just anything, yeah. Come Podchaser.com. review bomb us. Tell us we're awful. They are we'll giving away it. actually on Podchaser if you review the podcast twenty five cents to a charity for per review. So it might be. Well, there you go. If there was ever a reason, if there was ever a reason to go and give us a negative review somewhere, that's as good as any. <laughs> if we reply, they they double it. So 
I'll Fair replying, play. I'll be replying to all of those. But yeah, Last of Us Part 2, great game, great follow-up. Good swung song for the PS4. Yeah. Ne- next game, Hades, September 17th. Been in yeah. access for pretty much a year, and then 1.0 drops. And I'm sitting there, I'm not really paying attention to this, not going to lie. I'm like, don't know what Hades don't is. don't think many people were, were they? Uh, I mean, came this? out of relative left field didn't it oh yeah absolutely comes out and then the reviews start dropping and i'm like what is going what is this what's going on here so i'll keep it in the back of my mind and think well that seems like a game worth playing at some point at least at least trying yeah then epic come along and say look here's a tenner for claiming all the free games that you've been received and i was like thank you very much i'll have a free tenner on your store not yeah. gonna buy anything and i noticed that hades on offer for 15 quid and i think well for a fiver Gotta got take a punt on that. So I'll take a punt on Hades. And it's a great game. Such a yeah. fantastic video game to play. Um, really surprised. I'd not played any of Supergiant's previous games. And I'd heard they've done well and, and been you know quite well received, but not on this level. And to be fair, I don't think the reviews are far off. Like They're, they're tackling a, a, a genre, roguelike, that I personally have had no time for previously. The, the fact that I restart my run and it's different, yeah, like it's that. harder. It's like I'm just getting just getting bent over every time I try and restart this. But yeah, Super Giant here managed to make a, uh, a genre which I typically don't get on with, make it playable, drop in a fantastic narrative as well, which you just don't really expect in a, in a roguelike, and uh, make the game as fun as hell to play as well. It's it really is a fantastic video game. Yeah, it's one that I haven't I haven't played. I, like you say, it absolutely appeared from out like under the radar. I remember um, Pyre, which was their previous yeah. game. I think Ben had in the fantasy gaming draft yeah. on the year that that came out, um, and it did okay. I don't think it did great, but this was really right like out of left field. No one really saw it coming. Um, obviously, indiv- indie developer, but unanimously well thought of again by critics and players alike um obviously was nominated for an obscene amount of awards yeah an absolutely obscene amount of awards um and nice that it was i mean you you mentioned obviously you played it on uh, the epic store but it was available on nintendo switch as well wasn't yeah. available for isn't or still isn't available for xbox no, or it, it's gonna get another wave of like popularity once it hits the consoles yeah see it's still got that lifespan in it because mm. I mean, it, uh, you isolate quite a large proportion of the gaming community by cutting out arguably the two main consoles on the yeah. market at the moment, yeah. or the two main players in the console race as such. Um, but yeah, sold over a million copies. Yep. I mean, that's crazy for an for, indie for an indie studio. Not only that, it was in early access for twelve months or so. Yeah. So most of the people you'd think that were really behind this would have already purchased it, and yet. Those that are in early access have been upgraded, which is part of the part of the deal there. But it's it's a million new players that have not experienced any of the game up until that point. Nearly two years it was in early access. Bloody hell! And they've jumped it's on at ha- 1.0 and got a right treat. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those ones that, like I say, I just those that I know that have played it have had absolutely nothing bad to say about it. And no. I'm with oh. you in that the kind of the dungeon crawler style of game doesn't generally appeal to me. But I kind of feel like I've got to give it a bash now. It's one of those. You know? It's one of the few times I'd recommend 
if people didn't get on with roguelikes or dungeon crawlers previously, that this really is that good that I don't think it will matter. Um, yeah. I think actually that one of the strengths of it is that if I then went and played another dungeon crawler or another roguelike, I would actually be pretty t- turned off because it's not as nowhere near as good it's as not going to be as good as this is yeah no, it just blends everything so well makes it much more palatable and yeah yeah like super good game super fun challenging at times the like, art style on it was great as art well. style it's beautiful to run solid and soundtrack and the the, the voice performances are fucking so, insane yeah. as well like it's really it really is a, a, a full package it's not just a gameplay only game it's not just a, a roguelike only game it's not just a, a loot you know upgrade rpg it blends everything in makes a great overall package that really if you're a fan of anything about video games there's something here for you whether it's the music whether it's story whether it's gameplay whether it's progression it's all there and it's all tied into a lovely package for people so when it comes to those consoles Make sure you fucking get it on your wish list and get hold of it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I would imagine that when it does come to consoles, it's still only going to be price pointed around sort of the, the 15 quid mark, which, yeah, I mean... won't be too much. Yeah, no excuse, really. Like, there's three pints nowadays, isn't it? There's mm-hmm. no reason not to uh, to jump in. I'm certainly going to play it at some point or another. Even like, It's rare for me to want to go back and play slightly older games. But yeah. like I say, with this one being as it is, I feel like it can be one that I can go back, pick up, finish off... Like it's not. I'm assuming it's not super, super long, but it's got enough that you could go back to it if you wanted to. Oh yeah, but that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect for me. It gives me just enough. I'll probably end up getting it on the Switch, to be honest. Yeah, and just playing it as a pick up and play every now and again. I so. got it on the Switch and loved it. So yeah, that's um, it's a good shout. It's, it's and that's the good thing about it is that you you can sit there and put a long stint into it if you've got three hours. You could certainly get sucked into it. But also, you could play this for as little as 15 minutes and then go, I've done a run, I'll put it down. Like, it really does have that adaptability where you can pick it up for any amount of time, put it down, and feel like you've made progress. Whereas Yeah, and that goes a long way. We know there's games out there that you think, well, if I'm going to play this, I've got to play it for three hours. Yeah. It ain't worth worth me fucking booting up the console for. Yeah. I'm going to forget where I am, but super, super giant, super game. Well done. Last game on the list remake playstation 5 exclusive launch title it's the remake of demon souls now i ain't played it you ain't played it i haven't played it no there's people in the dim ranks that have and they've chucked it on their list I mean, a stunning-looking game. <laughs> like, what, what a showcase for the PS5. <laughs> like that yeah, exactly. It's one. a real welcome, real welcome to the big boy leagues, wasn't it? When we saw this coming out on, uh, like, like you say, saw the 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 trailers for it and stuff, and it just looked. Yeah. Uh, it, it highlighted again. Like, I remember when the step up from Xbox One and the PS4 from the PS3 and the Xbox 360. On those release trailers, you went, "Wow, these this looks great! Like yeah. this really looks quite impressive." But a lot of the games that were there were exactly that. They were almost graphical demos rather than being <clears throat> full-on games. Stuff yeah. like Rise Son of Rome and that kind of shit yeah. that was that was yeah. all bundled in. <laughs> this had that same gra- like I didn't see how much better the graphics could possibly get from the or like how much of a step up there was going to be from like the Xbox One, no. PS4 to to the next gen consoles but the yeah this looks unbelievably good like considering what a dark and dingy environment it is like if you're especially when you look at it on an hdr screen 
It looks absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and we know that the substance is there because, yeah. like you say, it's a it's a it's a remake of the two thousand and whatever it is two thousand nine. I think yeah nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, original version and notoriously difficult. Yep. I mean, meaty, meaty, like punishing. Um, but again, like critically acclaimed, those that have played it and can, pl- or those that can play it, I would say, <laughs> enjoy it. I, I can, I can see people who can't get to grips with it very quickly giving up all hope on it. Yep, we've already had Biff casualty of this. Couldn't, couldn't well, have the pressure. I mean, yeah, fucking mashed potato head shit at everything, man. <laughs> Absolute weak sauce. It is, it is fucking weak sauce these days. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the things that was definitely a problem with 2009 release was performance, like stuttery mess. Struggled, looked, didn't it? Yeah. Looked like garbage in in many ways. And with, <laughs> the, with the PS5's power and the work that Bluepoint have done on this, um, it looks as good as any game that came out in 2020. And it's a it is is an absolute stunner. They've not changed much or hardly really anything in the, in the gameplay sense of things but it no. shows how strong the core mechanics were back in the day and this was really this is before from software like when they made demon souls before dark souls came along which which is when i kind of thought well who are these fuckers i don't yeah, i hadn't really heard too much about demon souls mainly probably because it's a ps3 exclusive but this was like the og wasn't it yeah yeah and it's back in 2020 and it's 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 making waves again and those those people that missed it are, are having a great time those that are playing the updated version this is now the definitive version of one of their favorite games so yeah uh, i think it helped it helped the ps5 quite yeah. a lot as well because at launch um it was kind of one of their big yeah. one of their big selling points wasn't it, it was and it's this. it's aimed towards a more of a hardcore audience because yeah. um, they had miles morales which came out on launch which was for like mainstream you'd, you'd say and this yeah. is for like the gamers which you'd think it, well, if you get a launch title console you're you're most likely going to be in the realm of being very interested in video games and this probably served up two-thirds of that audience quite nicely yeah and i know they did like the backwards compatibility for quite a few ps4 games so that people could yeah. buy the console and they wouldn't have to worry about like the fact that it wasn't loads of ps5 games at launch but you can't rely on that no like that and that alone because there was no incentive. no incentive yeah i mean why would you so i think it helped out the ps5 launch a lot to have this ready to go at really and the fact that it was a ps5 exclusive yeah there's a lot of games like we and we always I always say this, that at launch of new consoles, so many games are still released PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. I don't want it to be backwards compatible. I want it to have been made for the new consoles to give me everything that you possibly can out of that new console. Harness that power. Exactly. I don't want one that has been half-baked for... um, for the previous gen consoles yeah and this didn't do that and it was evident are you, you know? are you gonna get like that with your pc now though and be like look it's got to be harness for pc power or i'm not interested <laughs> well i I'm mean i'm playing still... destiny yeah <laughs> fucking out once i get off that fucking life zapper um <laughs> i'm still gonna get a ps5 and a series x right i i haven't because of the availability issues to be yeah, honest more than anything else fucking um goodness. i'm still looking at getting a ps5 first Mm. um and this will be a game that i will get mm-hmm. i've been i was toying with the idea of getting into bloodborne yeah. or dark souls 3 on ps4 
um, and playing one of those because I I do like a challenging video game. I enjoy that about Doom Eternal, the fact that when you put it on a diff- really difficult setting, yeah. it is fucking tough. Yeah. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to that in this in being able to have a go at this and uh, it's what it's the bragging rights, isn't it? Yeah, I can't it wait is. to go to that stupid mashed potato mug and go. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it, mate. You're shit. You're shit. You didn't, yeah. You didn't get through Demon Souls weak sauce. Yeah, exactly. And it's oh, a, such an elitist attitude, but it's <clears throat> one of the things that draws me to these type of games. Absolutely. Great game. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting around to it in one day. Um, I don't know why I did. I, the only reason I didn't get it was that I had a Series X as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was playing because you said you, you can't rely on backwards compatible games or third party games but yeah. Mi- and yet Microsoft yeah. <laughs> released their console with fuck all so yeah. I had to go and go Ubisoft I hope this runs nicely on the Xbox Series X which it did and you know and then Miles Morales was out and what I was trying to get into the I'm, I'm in I'm in a really good habit now of like only having like two or three games on the spin at a time tops and yeah something like Demon's Souls really I need to reduce it down to just this game and one other as like a multiplayer experience mm-hmm. or a co-op or whatever I'm doing and it didn't have the, it didn't have the slot to do it but I do fancy going back and giving it a go even if it's just to look at the damn thing um, that's yeah, our sure. that's our six so one of those will be the official Crown. game of the year but I'd say you know all of them are worthy to be on there they could any of them really could could win it and deserve deserve some time if you're interested in any of those genres or even if you're not like in Hades sense I'd recommend all those games in a heartbeat to to prospective players before we reveal the winner we're going to take a quick break not literally a break we don't do breaks in this podcast but a little bit of air <laughs> we'll see away you in from 10. those yeah we'll see you in 10 just keep listening yeah. did, did, did. Um, we'll just chat about the year and maybe some other games that on our, on our personal list that didn't make the, 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 the community list that we've got here at Dimp Digital but I mean overall 2020 the final year of the consoles uh, the year you end up getting in a PC and getting into that space. I mean, what what sort of gaming year was it for you? Uh, it was a bit of an odd one, really, um, because I think a lot there was a lot of hype surrounding the new the new consoles coming out. Yeah. Um, kind of when you think of it, The Last of Us was obviously the big release of the year, and mm. the reason oh, I say that Cyberpunk as well should have been well. So yeah, what I was going to say was is that The Last of Us was obviously the like the main that was the big release. I think Doom Eternal, where it was delayed from 2019 into 2020. Yeah, I forgot about that actually. Stitch uh, some people up on that fantasy league. This guy, um, <laughs> the, because that was delayed in, uh, and it was right at the start of the year. Doom Eternal came out, so like there was hype there for it. But I think people knew what was coming and knew what to expect from it. Yeah. A lot of people had got hands on with the demo, including ourselves at EGX. You know, it had been around for a bit. Then The Last of Us Part Two just absolutely blew everyone away um, when that came out. And then, like you say, the latter part of the year, we came down to Cyberpunk 2077, and I mean, what a fucking mess that was <laughs> everything about that was a disaster from yeah. the fact that they gave their early access codes to people on pc only yep. to boost the review scores because <laughs> it ran okay on pc yeah but let's be clear about this it ran like fucking dog shit on console yeah. and still does yep still does they haven't fixed it. consoles runs like garbage yeah it's unplayable um the <laughs> it's still not on sony store 
<laughs> still been removed from sale. So. It doesn't surprise me. The bugs that were involved with it, just everything about it, and that was obviously one that was so, so hyped it up. Sh- it should have been in this top six. If you'd asked me for a top six at the start, at the of, the start year, of the year, that's in there. 100%. One or two, really. Yeah. Like, cra- absolutely crazy. Um, and then beyond that, I mean, obviously, I know, like, we've already mentioned Spider-Man, Miles Morales was kind of up there as, like, one of the sort of triple a titles the final fantasy 7 remake yes yeah it's unlucky not to make the list actually of all the, the yeah pilots. um there, there was i'd say there was like four maybe four or five like real triple a titles and the rest of it sort of was a bit meh yeah you know there was a lot of good games out there there was some pleasant surprises i think with yeah. the likes of i mean you you played half-life alex Yes, yes. Which was super well well received. Yeah. Um, for a VR game, which I fucking sneered at because I was like, VR's not ready. And was quite pleased to be proved wrong. I mean, here's the thing. I enjoyed Half-Life Alex. Um mm-hmm. it's really clever, imaginative, and, and suits like the VR space really well. But it still did not change my opinion that VR is a massive fucking ball ache. Like yeah, the reason why, the reason why I didn't put it forward for, for any sort of game of the year was that I just I can't stand the platform it's on, and it's a great game on that platform. But I really had to at times, like not force myself to go through it, but get in the right frame of mind just to play a fucking video game. Like, yeah, the, it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard, and it was. And that's the thing, seeing it trapped. In such, in what, in what really is a bit of an elitist platform. Like if you've got a proper VR setup, you you've got to spend a fair bit of cash to get that. It's a bit of a shame because I think more people would benefit from what a great game Alex ha- it could be. And it, it could be, it could be manufactured and put into a you know a, a, a traditional experience. You'd have to make some concessions. I, I I totally understand that. But even for those fans that just love Half Life and wanted to get a bit more narrative. Uh, they, they they won't get to experience that unless they get a fucking VR headset and put themselves through that misery. Even if you get yeah. like people that get motion sickness, there's a whole raft of reasons why it's not. It's a, not. It's not an yeah. ideal platform if you can help it. Yeah, it is. It is a strange. Well, I say it's a strange one. I mean, they've made the decision, and yeah. like I say, from the reviews and stuff, they've done the right thing. I Probably suppose. The best VR eyes. game out there, like one of the best easily that I've played. Yeah. Easily the best I've played. But it doesn't stop me from not liking the platform. It doesn't change my mind that this is the future. Yeah, I'm not get. I'm not going to buy a VR set. Like, I'm just not going to do it. Aside from the fact that they're ludicrously expensive. Yeah. And then, like you say, it's not just the elitist in terms of actually having all the gear that goes with it. You got to have a fucking lot of space to play. Like, <laughs> you have. You got to have a room yes. that's big enough to play it in. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people are going to fucking whack walls and knock down shelves and all sorts. It's just, all yeah. knuckles. Bloody yeah, hell. exactly. It's not, it's ju- I just don't think it's practical yet. And no. that's not to say that it won't be in the future. I don't think it will be in its current format though. No, no. I think what they're doing with the quest is kind of like where it needs to get to untethered wireless, like easy to pop on, pop off. Yeah. Complain- Some kind of battery pack to be able yeah, to no- just, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's that's that's really where I kind of wanted to see it to go. But we're you know been talking about VR since pretty much dimp started. It's crazy. That's always been like a yeah a regular, bizarre, isn't it? Like how long's VR? Like what was the first VR things that were available? Like 2014, 2013, something like probably that, yeah. something yeah. like that. You know, it's been a long time coming, and it's not going to happen overnight. And obviously, no. it hasn't. But 
yeah, I'm just I'm still not convinced by it. No, I agree. Um, but yeah, so go on. Sorry, I've interrupted. Oh, no, I like I'm I'm prattling on about games. There's been other sort of pleasant pleasant surprises from from the year as well. I know yep. you were a big advocate of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Oh. The only, yeah. the only bad thing I've got to say about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 remaster slash remake is that it doesn't have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, which is my favourite. But yeah, Which was the, the best one, yeah. Putting, putting that aside, it brings in the mechanics from 3, which is great, the revert and, and things like that. Yeah. Runs like fucking butter. Has most of the, the soundtrack. I think there's a couple missing, but I don't think most people notice this many years on. And really just shows what a strong game that is from a gameplay front that in 2021, well, 2020 and 2021 now, you can still play it. That yeah. It still holds up as a, as a great little game. Like I've, yeah. I bloody love that. I loved going back and revisiting those games because I spent so much time playing Tony Hawk's. It's the only reason I even entertained the idea of trying to be a skateboarder was because well, of those games. I was say, yeah, I mean, I think they, they did for skateboarding, uh, you know, more than more than anything ever could, could, could have imagined. Like, yeah. they got so many young, like, us for example we'd like you say i'd started skateboarding because of tony hawk's pro skater one and two it's not really sick but no no exactly <laughs> i watched the videos at the end yeah you know of all the pro it. skaters it like, you. yeah i want to be i want to do that and it yeah. was awesome and we'd go out and pretend to be them and you know we couldn't do any of it but it was fun regardless yeah. it's just yeah it's always going to be one of those ones that's i mean it's got such fond memories in people's hearts but and it's easy to I butcher think, and break something like that. And they didn't do that yeah. here. They they've made sure that it was done properly. Like they, much like the Demon Souls, it plays almost exactly the same or very closely to what the original. And that, that to me kept it special. Yeah, I was exactly what I was about to say is that they did the, exactly the right amount to this mm. in terms of like you say, bringing in some of the mechanics from three, like manuals and reverts and whatever, without making it a completely different game. It was still had enough of the originals that you knew what you were playing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, any any games that you'd like to pick out that we haven't we haven't spoken about that you maybe would make your own personal list if you were compiling one? Um, I mean, it's. I think we've taught, we've touched on a lot of the ones that I had on my short list. It's difficult yeah. to put games forward, obviously, that only one of the Dimp Group has played, for example. Like, it's just not practical, is it? Unless you can really fight something's corner, like I did with Fire Emblem last year. Yeah. Um, it's hard to 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 really sell something to the rest of the group. I mean, I really enjoyed Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah, was again excellent, great follow up to um, the Blind Forest. You know, it was always going to be always going to be a good game. I think that did exceedingly well. I thought Nintendo, on the whole, had a relatively weak year. Um, Animal Crossing: New Horizons was obviously the standout moment but and they put their feet up after that done all yeah. stars and went ah well, <laughs> what i was gonna say so paper mario origami king oh yeah and yeah and super mario 3d all-stars now 3d all-stars All should have been one of the great all-time packages it should have been absolutely agree <laughs> they should have and you can't even buy made, it now it's gone out <laughs> they've taken it off to fucking retail <laughs> If they'd have made the tiniest bit of effort with that, it would have been fucking superb. It's got Super Mario but, Galaxy on there, like one of the best games ever. And yeah. Super Mario 3D World, one of the most... 3D, sorry, one of the most influential games ever. And Sunshine. Yeah. Sunshine was fucking amazing. Galaxy was amazing. 64 was amazing. 64, sorry, yeah. 64 now, when you play it, God, that game is dog shit. Yeah, yeah, like, probably. It is so broken and 
the camera on it is the most infuriating counterintuitive thing the universe has ever known. Yeah. It makes you wonder how we got through it, but because rose tinted glasses is, I suppose when yeah, you're looking yeah. back at it, I just feel like if they'd made a tiny bit more effort with it, mm. it could have been gone. Like you say, it would have been one of the all time great packages. Yeah. Fucking blue. Galaxy still holds up on its own. It's yeah. just going to be a very good game. Sunshine again, starts to show its age a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I played a, as much 64 on it as I could and yeah. it just put this it just annoyed me after a while because it was so like it was so lazy like it was lit that they did nothing and <laughs> where we spoke about like Tony Hawk's for example where they did just enough without yeah yeah Nintendo that's the way enough. to do it they just did it Nintendo in front of went, fuck it we're just gonna put the same fucking shit games in there we're basically just gonna sell you three old games for full price it's crazy because Tony Hawk's is coming out of fucking Activision, which are renowned for just being shit in general. For fucking bundling and just being pricks about it, yeah. And they've given it to, you know, Vicarious Visions and they've done a cracking job of it. And Nintendo, yeah. one of the gatekeepers of great games of all time, can't yeah. get... can't get Arguably the... with the greatest catalogue of characters and games <laughs> out there, have bundled three of their best games ever... <laughs> I made a mess of it, and then t- and then said you can only buy it for eight months, and then we're going to take yeah, it. Yeah, and now it's gone. Sorry, boys. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, any other games that we that didn't, didn't make our list? But this is this is your chance to to influence other people. I mean, of the bits that I've I've looked at, there wasn't loads left over. Just like skimming through my my list, there's I mean, there's odd games that I've played, but nothing that's really worthy of of being mentioned. One that I was surprised to see from the omissions of the PlayStation boys, which I know you were a big fan of, was Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. It's a shame. It, it's a shame. The way the balance works... Missed the... It missed out just about. I mean, really, I had the power to put that in, but I'd have had to sacrifice Hades, and I wasn't, willing to, I wasn't willing to do that. So Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, it's, it's a fan, again, a fantastic-looking game. Um, set in a... In a, in a world that we don't really get to see like japan is a, is a great setting especially back in the day it's a it's a beautiful landscape but the only thing to ding really against it was that it was just kind of like another open world game like it yeah much of the same it has those tropes but what i would say in its favor is that it makes those uh, those those tropes that are quite tiresome actually fun again which is hard yeah. to do when when I, when I personally have played so many open world games in my time um it's yeah, it's a shame it, it missed out. I think that on another a week that we did the balloting, or it, it may well have made it in, but it, it, that feels like it's been hard done by really because it was a it was a great game, great setting, good story, and really like in terms of like art direction and pleasant landscapes to look at, there's no better game really. Like I talk about how good the Last of Us Part <laughs> Two looked, Ghost of Tsushima looks beautiful as well. Yeah, it's right up there again, wasn't it? For, yeah. for for graphically being one of the best games out there. Yeah. I mean, was there much? Was there much else? I've, I know, obviously, like I say, that was I knew that was on your list because we obviously discussed it when we were talking about getting our final six together. Yeah. But we've obviously spoken about a few other bits and pieces. How much else was there on your on your radar that you might have considered trying to sneak in there? Well, the, the other one that I would have tried to sneak on there was 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 Astro's Playroom. The, the little oh, right, okay. the, the little pack in that came with the PS5, um, just simply because that really showcased 
the the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers on the controller yes whilst actually being a very good 3d platformer like and we talk about um tony hawk's pro skater but getting a bit of nostalgia and 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 doom eternal kind of celebrating its past and what astro's playroom is is a celebration of the playstation brand as well so you kind of go through all these levels and you pick out all these little special bits and pieces and it, you, you unlock like old bits of tech they've made like the vita and things like all the all everything playstation has ever been synonymous with you will bump into an experience during this game whilst feeling this brand new piece of hardware like i've just paid 400 well actually i've got the digital one so i've paid 370 <laughs> 60 quid or whatever it was and that to me was just invaluable having something that's pre-installed on the console good like six to seven hour experience celebrating what i've just bought and showing me really a little glimpse into if these controllers are harnessed properly the type of what can be interaction that might happen and it's not um you know it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna change the world but it's really good really really competent really good game and um that's that's really the only other one that i seriously considered putting in there and i kind of wanted someone else to to just give it Chime a, in give it, it a lifeline they, they didn't the bastards so yeah I, th- I think stuff like that like um so the haptic feedback and that whole that whole piece about the adaptive mm. um you know adaptive feel of the uh, of the ps5 controller whenever new pieces of tech like that come out i always feel like it's it, people are always a little bit skeptical like yeah. we were with the nunchuck and the and the wiimote and even the nintendo switch with like the motion controls that it has built in and that as you say having spoken to someone else that played astro's playroom all the way through to completion it it's exactly what it needed just yeah. to because you know that that term that haptic feedback and whatever else was being chucked around and People were like, yeah, what does that actually what yeah. does that mean? What does it actually entail? Because yeah. what I really want is just like a, a bit of rumble and yeah. that do me. <laughs> and, you know, because we're creatures of habit and that's what we like. But I think it did a superb job of explaining to people exactly what it was. The fact that it came bundled free with a console yeah. was excellent. And, yeah, it helped people understand exactly what was what was capable. I'm interested to see what PlayStation or what Sony do with it in the future and what yeah. developers do when they finally get properly involved with it um, mm. and see what other kind of practical applications it has because whilst this obviously did, did a, a decent job of sort of showcasing a few bits and pieces it'd be interesting to see what happens with like a triple a title whether that has any any value to be brought by um by involving that a little bit more yeah i mean what they've, they've started doing that there is definitely it's being used quite majority i'd say are using it in some way they're probably not developing directly around it which is kind of what would, what would give it that, that that next level but it's certainly it's a factor sometimes and when i think of right am i going to get this on xbox or ps5 one consideration is does it have any haptic any, or, yeah. or adaptive trigger because that to me kind of can make a big it's, it's the one thing that you've got to communicate with the game and the way the game can communicate with you outside of just sound and visuals yeah. is, is the feel and that to me is quite important so I, don't know, I can see all the exclusives harnessing it well and, and doing a good job of it. And the third parties are using it at a very sort of superficial level, but I'd still it's still a factor for me when I come to, you know, deciding on a platform for games. Has it got that functionality cooked into it? If it has, it's pretty much a banker that it's going to go on that, that PlayStation. Um, yeah. Another thing about Astro, just bring it back to that, if it didn't have all that, probably wouldn't be, uh, you know, as, as spoken about, but it's still a very competent game in itself. So Yeah. 
Like it wasn't it wasn't just the gimmick of the controller that's carrying it by any stretch no, imagination. It kind of felt a little bit like the um the big little planet of of, mm. of this console. You know, which was obviously bundled as a well, that was a release title, I think, for the PlayStation Three, but it had a full retail price. So I think yeah. they've learned from that and they've they've said, No, we'll bundle this in with a console as more of like yeah, like I say, that that style of gas what it felt like to me anyway, it was just yeah. to kind of showcase. Um but yeah. Yeah, like you say, worthy, um, definitely worthy of a mention in the in the talks of uh, of top games of the year. Yeah, and the only other ones I'd mention is Dreams, which I wouldn't have probably put on the list as, as put forward as a candidate, but a very very powerful video game. Made. Like the other day, I saw someone made like a Sonic game on it, and you'd be yeah. hard pressed to tell that it was not Wasn't. made by Sega. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very very powerful that tool and for like the month that i played it quite consistently it's really fun just to go on there and find what other people have made yeah I, creatively i haven't got a bone in my body so it's no good me using the the, the, the mechanics you're not, gonna get, for that. Yeah, you're not gonna develop on it but no but in it, just to try other people's stuff like that's really really powerful it's quite complex though which i guess is kind of one of the one of the problems is that if when you start overcomplicating creative things, you you hire the barriers. Yeah, you start um, to lose people. Yeah, Command and Conquer Remastered Collection. That's a fantastic collection. There, beautiful, beautiful. Bringing that back because I remember we I bought the fucking eight twelve games that they've got because you said it was on like for one pound or something somewhere. But yep. the only way we could play Red Alert. Well, I think it's Red Alert 2, actually. But one we had to go into the fucking code and, and make it all... Yeah. yeah. We had to like, model yeah. ourselves. Whereas this yeah. is this is Command and Conquer and, roll. and just Red Alert. But beautifully upscaled to 4K, all new graphics, assets, all the sounds still there. Tremendous job that EA have done there. Again, EA, you probably wouldn't expect that from them. So kudos. I'm annoyed that that's not out on PC yet still. It is. Is it out now? Yeah. Oh, I'll take it back then. I'm Get it. I'm going to download that now. I think it's on Game Pass we speak. Well, if it's on Game Pass, then I'm going to be livid because it definitely wasn't, and I was waiting for it to appear. Yeah. Because it's on, it's on Game Pass on uh, on Xbox, isn't it? I think so, but I'm pretty sure. Well. Command and Conquer is on there now. Here comes the live. The live reactions. Xbox app. I think that's what I've opened. I've got about four apps for Xbox on my PC nowadays. What are they doing? Is it EA? Yeah. Install fucking EA desktop. There it is. EA Play beta, it yeah. says. That's why, actually, because the EA Play beta got delayed. See, that's the thing. I'm just literally downloading it now, so that's probably why I didn't. I haven't found it before now. No. It's only just come out. There well, I know I'm doing this afternoon on stream. Yep, absolutely. Final game, and I will shut up. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. This is a series that I have loved and hated. I think most people have. <laughs> over the years that I've gone from like, fuck, oh, this is great. And slowly yeah, over time, they on, they grinded me down with just shit. <laughs> with shit games. With shit games and yearly releases, all the other bullshit that goes into it. But yeah. Valhalla, kind of, they, from Origins onwards, which was the game before last, they went in a new direction, completely changed the formula of Assassin's Creed, made it a bit more generic western open world type rpg but valhalla i feel like it's the best of that style and set in england you're a viking like 120 hours plus i've put into that wow yeah logan's finished it as well crazy that yeah i've put a lot of hours into it logan's finished it i think he's put nearly 100 hours in 
Atkins yeah. has just finished it recently, another 100 hour. So it's that's not just, mental. It's, yeah. You don't expect an Assassin's Creed game to be warranting that much time, but I can't say that I felt like I wasted that. I enjoyed most of what I played for it. Um, yeah. The setting's a big thing for me in Assassin's Creed. I think the Vikings is a cool setting, and roaring around England is kind of like a, a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it brings it home a little bit, doesn't it? So. Yeah. I'll throw it back to you for one last opportunity for anything else that just might want a little tickler in. There's one game I'm trying to make you say that you, you don't want to say. Oh, no, I can't. You're putting me on the pressure now. Gears Tactics. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally just looking at it on my desktop. And you fucking love idiot. Gears. And this isn't I Gears. Love, but... <laughs> I, do. I fucking love Gears. It's like the fucking whole catchphrase, that is. Yeah, Gears Tactics was great. Really, really fun game. Like, I'd been looking for... So, because I couldn't play Command and Conquer, because it wasn't out... Well, I could, but it, I could only play it on Xbox. Um, and I'm not playing it. You've got to play it on mouse and keyboard, really. Yeah. It's not the same on controller. Um, yeah, I, I, I got the Gears Tactics on Game Pass. And do you know what? That game is really, really good fun. Yeah. It's just... It's really good. So, I think it's more... It's probably closer to XCOM than yes. it is to... Than it is to Command and Conquer's. Yeah. Um, and based... Uh, top-down, you know, strategy game. Yep. I, it, that's my genre anyway. That is exactly what I'm into. I love those kind of games. I enjoyed Fire Emblem, obviously, last year. Um, but, yeah, they're, the, they're absolutely my my bag. And, uh, yeah, it's just – it was it was easy, I'll be honest. It wasn't <laughs> the most challenging of games, no. which surprised me after you told me that loads of people complained that the final boss was – Well, two people, but – you know, well, I did it first time and didn't die. <laughs> Might have patched it. I played it on release. I played it on the hardest difficulty. Wow. and insane, is it? Well, that's all gone now, isn't it, in Gears World? Yeah, I can't even remember what it was Why called. Why those it was so get rid of that? I don't know. <laughs> fucking no need for it, was it? It worked perfectly. Everyone yeah. knew what they were getting. Yeah. Getting. Easy, normal, hard insane that's yeah. it that's all i want yeah. i don't want extra levels in between where you start trying to get clever but yeah it was really good um I, i'm a little bit surprised that more people haven't played it um mm. i've been mean to play it but you know i've been mean to play a lot of games <laughs> yeah it's the story of our lives isn't it yeah um but yeah no i w- i would have pushed for it in my top six of the year but right, yeah Knowing that obviously it's, this is a collective between between all of us at Dimp HQ, yeah. um, it wouldn't have like I say it wouldn't have felt right pushing for a game like that, which no. I thought was really good, but not like, not quite that cut above. No, so that's fair enough. That's fair yeah. enough. Well, let's cycle back to the main award itself, the Dimp Digital Game of the Year for 2020, 2020. Um I think I do think that the, any of these could really win it because you know it's it's typically based on votes and that side. There's other other factors that go into it, but unfortunately, those of you that are expecting a big surprise, yeah, ain't gonna get it. You're not gonna get it because the game of the year for the Dimp Digital Boys is The Last of Us Part Two. So the stock game of the year for plenty of everyone out there, and really, like sometimes. The best game is the best game, and yep. in my view, personally, that's that's out of all the games that I've played, out of all the games that are on this list, um, that's the top boy, and it deserves it. Like 
sometimes you hard just have to, to look past it. Yeah, sometimes you just got to tip your cap and go. They have really blown everyone else out of the water with with what they've done, and you know, let's see. Some it's unfortunate that it's that easy, but. The Last of Us Part Two is the Dimp Digital Game of the Year for 2020. So if you got a PS, go. if you got a PS4 and haven't played it, get it. If you got a PS5 and haven't played it, get it. It's good, good shit. Well, I don't think we need to dwell on it anymore. We've we've gone through everything in depth. Um, the chat's going mental. They're they're gunning for some hall <laughs> gameplay. Show how good he is at video games. Now that he said that he didn't die on a final boss. So yeah. any, any any deaths on the stream from now onwards will be criticised. But um, we can close it down. We've done our game of the year. Finally. We finally got there. It's only March. We're, well, it's April. We're recording 2021 next month, so... Yeah. I think it's good to give... You've got to give it time, time to breathe. Because it? I don't think... I'm not, I'm not sure Valorant would have made it if we hadn't given it like an No, extra... I mean, we played it more this year than we did last year, for sure, I think. Yeah. So that that's important, I think, just to give because sometimes there's games that I want to play, and I just can't fit it in for the end of the year. So that's all. Yeah, it's, and the same thing with Demon Souls. I mean, Demon Souls was released late doors, wasn't it? Yeah. So it would have been unfair to not give people a chance to to really sink their teeth into it and have a go at it before yeah. uh, before making decisions. It's not just that. Also, I like, if possible, for like there to be separation. Like you finish playing a game that you don't immediately go, of course, the best game ever. So you vote for it. it. If you give people yeah. four four weeks, six weeks to do the, the the balloting afterwards, they've they've probably forgotten about 2020 and they're playing 2021 games. But you'll probably get the game that stuck out for the most. And I think that's what's happened with the Last of Us Part Two. Anyway, we'll be back next Monday. Yes, we will because it's not a bank holiday. But there's an, there's another one lurking, so just be wary of that. Get Lurker. some uh, historic dimp content. But we'll be back on your favorite podcast app and YouTube next Monday. But there's nothing more for us to say here apart from thanks for your time and ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.